Your weekend is not complete without the First Lady of New York Radio. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I love reading American history and all that is behind it. I had a great time reading Michael Gross, who's a wonderful writer, his new book, Flight of the Wasp, and his subtitle, The Rise, Fall, and Future of America's Original Ruling Class. You may not have known that, but Michael's book is going to bring you to a world of white Anglo-Saxon Protestants who were a major force in this country from its beginning. And the relevance, the impact when you read Flight of the Wasp still remains. And many of the elite who grew up in this society, many of the names are very familiar to a lot of Americans. And Michael takes us from the colonial America through the Gilded Age to what's going on today. And you're seeing all this evolve through a group of individuals, their families. Not everything is good, not everything is bad, but you're covering a lot of territory, centuries, generations. And Michael explains, because when I first started reading the book, I thought, I have a whole different perception. Who are the wasps? Where where did they come from? And was that role that they played in American history as important as it seems to be when you read from the beginning? So first, let's start with the basic. What made you turn to this? Well, it's a funny story, Joan. Um, I had written a biography of Ralph Lauren, um, who was kind of a fake wasp. Exactly. (laughs) And I thought, okay, you've written a book about an aspirational American aristocrat. Why not write a book about real American aristocrats? And um, I had a friend who was a member of two colonial wasp families um, whose mother had written a memoir called Sting of the Wasp um, that was never published, but Mm -hmm. it it always stuck with me, this idea that a wasp family could be interesting. And, And my notion was that if you looked at 400 years of one of these families who came to America in the 1600s and survived, you would find a Supreme Court justice, a U.S. senator, um, a a captain of industry, but also a degenerate drug addict, a Buddhist, a homosexual, um, that, that there was a perception of these families that they were all lockjawed relics of the past, and that, in fact, like any family, they would have evolved, and that the human, um, the human aspect of this could be a wonderful window on American history. Um, and I came up with that idea almost 20 years ago. Mm. Um, couldn't sell it. But then— Why? They thought fu- no one cared? Well, I, I, my publisher at the time um, said to me, you can't write a book about wasps. They don't have any power anymore. And I said, you know, did you notice that George Bush of the Social Register just ran for president (laughs) against John Forbes Kerry of the Social Register? And she said, I don't care, I don't care, they don't have any money anymore. And I said, have you ever driven along the east coast of America? Do you know who owns all those huge shingled houses on the ocean? And she said, I've been to East Hampton, they're all Jews. 
I don't mind history told through a microcosm, but find a different microcosm, and it has to have Jews in it. Mm-hmm. This is literally the conversation that happened. Wow. So- and um, the next day I was going down Fifth Avenue in a taxi, and I looked at all of those limestone wedding cake buildings, and I came up with my previous book, 740 Park. And I put Sting of the Wasp, as it was then called, aside, but I never forgot it. Um, And five years ago, I was having um, lunch with a friend and publisher, and I told him the story of this book that I had never written, and he said, I want to publish that book. Um, But together, we decided that rather than do one family, we should do 15 families. Mm -hmm. I mean, a number of families with, with a geographic spread so that it wasn't just a Massachusetts family or a New York family. No, and you um, also could get a real role in American history and diversity. Well, and as the book evolved, of course, it became apparent to me that I needed to have a Virginia slaveholding family and that I needed to have a family that went west and was involved in the colonization of the rest of America beyond the East Coast, which, of course, includes what Andrew Jackson dubbed his policy of Indian removal. And that's where you get into the warts and all aspect of this history. And when you were tracing this group of Americans and their impact, you say they're the original ruling class. Did you find a lot of really good things is along with the bad things that most of us never thought about, the big slave owners, the oppression of the original Americans. It was so much. Well, sure. I mean, you know, so one of the opening chapters is about Governor, the opening chapter is about Governor Bradford, who was the head of the Plymouth Colony, came on the Mayflower. Um, and the interesting thing about him was that um, while he's always been considered a, a, a paragon of piety, he also ended up the richest person in Plymouth. Um, the second chapter is about Governor Morris of the yeah, Morris family, fascinating who literally held the pen that wrote the United States Constitution. The words, we the people, were put on paper mm. by him. Um, and he was opposed to slavery. He was opposed to the three-fifths rule, um, which which made any slave count in the census as three-fifths of a human being, but not a voting human being, so that white slave owners were able to increase the population of slaveholding states and ensure that they had equal power with the industrial states of the Northeast. He opposed a number of things that still plague us today. You know, the Electoral College, for instance, yeah, which, which causes um, Wyoming to have more weight than New York in many ways, a little tiny state with no population. Right. And their representation in Congress is so much more powerful than ours in New York. Um, so then the next chapter combines two people, one kind of good and one kind of bad, Nicholas Biddle, who was the great champion of the central bank. And, you know, just yesterday, we had the current iteration of the central bank announce that it looks like inflation is under control and the stock market went up 500 points. That all traces back to a man named Nicholas Biddle, whose family, the Biddles, there are 8,000 of them alive Mm. today. Unreal. And and while some of them are probably not nice people, 
some of them really carry on the legacy of that family and doing good around the world. So yes, there you know there there was huge accomplishment. They the original subtitle of the book was um, the class that invented America. Yeah, and they did for good and for ill. And today, does this group play a major role in America? Well. I don't think they play the sort of role that they used to. You know, the New York Times reviewed the book a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, and it, it, always, even when I'm writing an article, the last words in the article are often snarky. And the last words of this review said, of course, power now exists in um, hoodie-wearing technocrats, which mm-hmm. is true. But quietly, the wasps still oh, have great influence And the broader argument of the book is that the best of what wasps represented, not the worst, not slavery, not Indian removal, not classism, not sexism, but the best of what they represented, humility, um, um, caring, uh, there are long lists in the book, are things that particularly in the context of our social and political life today would do well to be honored and revived. Um, and that's what I wanted to point out was don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, the wasps have been – people have been writing epitaphs and obituaries for the wasps since the 1960s when Cleveland Amory wrote Who Killed Society. Um, and yet in throwing out the wasps, what you end up with is Donald Trump. Also a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, but one whose family came 200 years later and represented a vastly different wave of wasps than the ones who founded America. And even those families brought some, as you point out, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant virtues. Well, exactly. You can't generalize. You can't Uh generalize family to family. You can't generalize individual to individual. Um, But what you can do is look at this class of people and take a step back and talk about their contributions to American society, both good and bad. Where, Michael, and I'm talking to Michael Gross, his new book, Flight of the Wasp, where does America stand today? In what sense? Well, first of all, not politics, because we're very aware of that. But you talk about an America that's selfish, narcissistic, tribal, all those nice words and adjectives to describe what our country is about and going through. Well, yes. I mean, I I think that what I'm doing is— I'm standing up an ideal of the wasps. They're the best of what they felt they represented. More often, you know, often honored in the breach, let's say. Right. But I'm saying that that ideal has gotten far too lost in the cacophony of American life, in the in the contentiousness of American life, in that tribal and atomized condition that we are in, where everyone is clustered in their own little groups pointing fingers at each other. And, you know, the wasps were guilty of that, too. In the Gilded Age, what they did was they tried to exclude everybody else, thereby setting up the condition of their own downfall. Mm. 
by the time of World War II. But there are other there are these other virtues that wasps represented, aspired to, sometimes reached, sometimes failed. But they're they're really worth remembering, reviving, um, and 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 it's worth remembering that the better angels of American um, of the American personality um, deserve to be honored and deserve to be aspired to in just the way that the wasps did. Right, and you point out that American society was supposed to be different. Well, you know, this was a this was a a joke line of mine that you know um, we were taught in school that we were a classless society. I grew up in right. a middle class suburb on Long Island, but all I had to do was get in my parents' car and drive ten miles north, and I discovered that there were people who had much bigger houses and much nicer cars and much wealthier lives than we had, and yet we were supposed to be classless. All I had to do was drive two miles south, and I was in um, an economic opportunity zone where there were people who were doing far worse than my parents. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, America tells itself it's a classless society, but in fact it's not. And can that ever change in your mind? Well, I don't, you know, look, <laughs> they tried communism. They tried socialism. It didn't work. Um, you know, I walked by the 17th precinct yesterday, and a cop's car was parked outside with a bumper sticker on it um, that – am I allowed to use bad language on, on your show, John? He says yes. Kev says yes. Okay. So there was a bumper sticker on this cop's car that said, communism sucks, Biden blows. Now, isn't that honorable discourse? The fact of the matter is that communism has been tried. It, 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 it just doesn't happen. Even in the last great communist society of China, there are rich people and there are poor people. Hmm. Um, so I think that human nature and, and the forces of society are such that classlessness might be someone's ideal, but it's not something that we're ever going to reach. No, that, which is really fascinating. And you talk about the empty spaces where wasp culture, the good parts, could actually make a difference in America. Well, you know, imagine if if moderate Republicans <laughs> yes. could, could have pride in their own beliefs and step up and say that so much of what their party is doing is wrong. Uh, you know, at, at least in the Democratic Party, you have that push and pull of extremists and moderates having an open conversation, having a dialogue. Um, but, but imagine if, you know, the, the Republican Party today is kind of seen as the party of the old wasps, this old establishment. Imagine if they had the spine and the steel to stand up and demand that there be a discourse with the, with the you know, the, the, those extreme MAGA people on the right. I think our country would be much better for it. Yeah, if it if it could ever happen. I'm talking to Michael Gross in his brand new book, Flight of the Wasp, and he talks about America's original ruling class and the impact that they had in history in our, in our country, and that's still going on today. Now, you went through 
hundreds of years and many generations, 15 generations. Tell me about the offspring today that you got to talk to. Were they all willing to talk to you? Did they get it? There were one or two individuals who I sought to interview who didn't want to speak to me. Um, there was one who was kind of the leading member of one of these families. I don't want to, um, I don't want to put him on the griddle right. and fry him, so I'm not going to say which family. But he lives in the original family homestead, um, and, and he runs the family foundation, and he's in finance, and he's a wealthy guy. Uh-huh. And, and you know, when I tried to talk to him, it was in the middle of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter yeah. a couple of years ago. And he said to me bluntly, I don't want people with pikes surrounding my house. You know, please leave me out of it. Uh-huh. And, of course, I had to respect that, uh-huh. his desire. Um, and, and, frankly, even if I didn't respect his fear, I had to understand it. But But more often than not, the people I wanted to speak to were willing to. And as it turned out, my prediction, my kind of joking prediction about each of these families turned out to be true. So the last part of the book, it's it's about 10 parts in the book. And the last part is a look at members of these families today. And I spoke to members of every one of the families except one that has no living um Heirs. No living descendants. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did indeed find a degenerate drug addict, a Buddhist, a philanthropist, you know, a a, a crackpot. Um, I found good and bad. But what I found in most cases were people who um, understood the legacy, understood their inheritance, and in some way – were dealing with it, and in most cases, were trying to live up to it. Yeah, which is an interesting finding. You did a good job, Michael, a fascinating read, Flight of the Wasp, The Rise, Fall, and Future of America's Original Ruling Class. So can you relax now, or are you working on another one? I'm, I'm in the process of formulating a next book, um, but, but it, it, as the old commercial said, it, it, it's not soup yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to give it a little, exactly. but, but you've got a fascinating area and a fascinating group, which shows us the country through different eyes. And, and the, the book is in bookstores now, and I hope people will go out and buy it for their friends for Christmas and buy it for themselves Why and enjoy not? reading it. Absolutely. All the best to you. I look forward to talking again Thank soon. you so very much, Joan. Take care. I'm Joan Hamburg. That was Michael Gross. You've read many of his books. He's got a whole slew of bestsellers, The 740 Park, House of Outrageous Fortune, a lot. And I found this a really fascinating look at America over generations and a bunch of individual people who had a lot of to do with what's going on in this country from the very beginning to where we are now. So you're going to enjoy it. Let's take a break. Lots more. You're listening to WABC. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 